Welcome to another edition of the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Adam Peak, and uh, we made it. We made it through April. Uh, it was certainly the craziest month uh, for me, and I mean, maybe ever. I mean, March was surreal. April was crazy. Um, you know, we just had, we had a lot going on in our family, uh, just with uh, quarantine. Um, my uh, daughter broke her arm. We ended up in the ER. She had surgery on it. Uh, it was a lot. And so for me, I know I found a lot of uh, solace and uh, time well spent in Proverbs, and um, also in the book of Luke is where I've started reading, just during my personal time reading the Bible. So we are going to be in Proverbs chapter 2. Today is May 2nd, and this chapter in Proverbs is like it's setting up the book. So chapter 1, uh, which if you want to, you can read a proverb a day. It's a great habit to get into. Uh, chapter 1, verse 7, really sets this thing up. Actually, one verses 1 and 2 to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. So this is the purpose of the book of Proverbs. And then verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So I've talked about this before. It's a pattern in Proverbs. Uh, there is, a, there is a, a difference between the two people. You have the fool and then you have the wise person. And so the fool despises wisdom and instruction. And the wise person fears the Lord and seeks knowledge, seeks wisdom, seeks insight, seeks righteousness, seeks justice, and seeks equity. Interesting. So that's kind of setting it up here into chapter 2. Now the word wisdom in chapter 2 is used four times. The word understanding is used six times. And the combination of insight and knowledge is used four times. And so this is a heavy chapter, um, again, at the beginning of the writings of Solomon, uh, you know, known to many as the wisest person to ever live. This is setting this up, so it's going to be very heavy with the themes of Proverbs. And I want to get into how do we apply this in a, in a business setting um, here for a little bit. So uh, a couple of verses that I thought, other than just the, the repetition of these words that really stood out to me, verse number five, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So it is a search. It's not a passive thing. It's not something where you sit back. You have to seek it out. You have to search for it. You have to find these things. We are active participants in discovering what God is up to in the world. And I would say that is a graceful thing for us to be participants, to have purpose. One of the, one of the hardest things about this entire pandemic, aside from the economic 
consequences that have been going on has been the lack of purpose that so many people have been feeling. You know, just this, uh, somebody described it, I forget who it was. Um, oh, it was John Hamm on Jimmy Fallon last night. Uh, described it as like your first few weeks of college and you're just sort of meandering around. You don't, you don't really feel like you have a whole lot of purpose. You've gone from structure to sort of chaos. And I think that this lack of purpose is also really hurting people, both from a, an emotional perspective and, and a spiritual perspective and a financial perspective. So God gives us purpose. He says you get to participate and to find, search it out and seek for it. I think that is incredible. Uh, here in verse 7, he says that, um, it, it says that he, meaning uh, meaning the person, so I'll start in verse 6, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He, meaning the Lord, is a shield to those who walk in integrity. And then in verse 9, we see uh, you will understand righteousness and justice and equity every good path. So there are there are right and good paths that we should be walking in integrity and uprightness. Uh, I believe it is. Uh, I believe this quote is attributed to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Though I could be wrong. I don't have this in front of me. Um, but this idea that character or integrity is defined by what you would do if you knew nobody would find out. Right? So are you going to walk with integrity and uprightness? It says that God is a shield for those who do that, who walk in his purpose, who seek out the knowledge and wisdom of God. In that search, we are going to have shields around us, not shields from famine or not shields from financial despair, not shields from you know any, any of these earthly problems, but shield from the moral consequences of sin. And I think that that is so incredibly powerful. Uh, finally, uh, the, the Solomon continues on. He keeps talking about these this idea of paths. Uh, remember, in a in a society like an ancient society, you know, there we might describe this as roads. You know, there are correct roads, there are incorrect roads to get where it is that you're wanting to go. They would be ugh, they would be describing those as paths. It says men whose paths are crooked. They are devious in their ways. <clears throat> so we have straight paths where the upright and the righteous walk, and then we have crooked paths for the devious to walk in. He goes on to describe uh, those people and what they are like who are devious and crooked in their ways. And then Solomon ends it with this, So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. Notice the difference there. The upright will inhabit, and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Okay, so what? So so what, right? What does this mean? Well, I was thinking about this uh, from, from a perspective of my job. So I am in sales. Uh, as I've said before. And so this may not pertain to everybody, but I think that everybody on some level has to do some sort of discovery uh, or what is going on in the the biblical exegesis world. This is called observation, which asks and answer the question, what can I see or what can I observe? 
what is objective truth? And so many people in the sales profession and the marketing profession, just in professions in general, skip over the objective observation, or as some people call it, discovery. When we set out to objectively find out what is going on, I would argue that is an upright and righteous task because we can then begin from a position of integrity and uprightness, standing straight up because we understand, remember, we seek out understanding. We understand what is going on. If you lack understanding, then you are a fool, is what Solomon says. You're a fool. You're not, you're not seeking after understanding. You're not seeking out wisdom. And so from this position of maybe a subjective opinion, you launch into some kind of sales or some kind of marketing strategy or some kind of whatever it is. And it is, it is an uncertain place to launch from. We should be seeking certainty. And certainty can only be found through, uh, through a discovery of objectively defined truths, not subjective opinions. And so in a biblical context, when it comes to understanding the Bible, which is a very difficult task, uh, one that I don't think anybody has actually mastered, it's, it's certainly been undertaken. But in a biblical perspective, there are these four stages. And the first one is observation right? What do I observe? What can I see? And this is exegesis. So exegesis means to pull out from the Bible, to understand, to be uh, fearlessly curious and to understand what do I see? What do I know objectively? And you start from that position, whether it's in sales or whether it's in, you know, Bible study or whether it's in, you know, medical discovery, whatever it is in science, you start, what do I see? You want to exegete and pull out. The opposite and bad is called eisegesis, which is to read into or to place on top of. So you take your echo chamber of thoughts, right? Whatever that is in a business world, nobody wants to talk to me or our company's terrible or this or that or whatever it is. You take all of these terrible thoughts and you place them into your head and then you read them into the situation. That is called eisegesis. And I would say that Solomon says that that is what fools do. So be an exegeter of, of uh, the sales process. Be an exegeter of the biblical interpretation process. Look and see what do I know objectively is true and then build from that base. All right, so that is Proverbs 2. This is gonna be a common theme, by the way. You may find that I'm, I'm uh, repeating this throughout the weeks and I think that that's okay. Uh, Proverbs, I think, is intentionally repetitive. And for a lot of us, myself, most importantly, we need to hear the same things over and over again in order for it to stick. So that's what I got for you. Uh, today is the 2nd of May, so next week we'll be talking through Proverbs chapter 9, if my math is correct, and we will see you then. Have a great rest of your Saturday or whenever it is that you're listening to this. Have a great day, and until next week, we'll see you later. 